it is finally time to celebrate. This is like a marked off holiday uh, when we get to talk to Professor Afalafato Jr., which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage. For example, tonight, we don't have to get on a mat with him. We don't have to practice some of his offside attacks. And uh, if you've ever seen Professor Lotto, he's a pretty imposing figure. Uh, fortunately, we just get to talk to him tonight choke-free. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? Um, I'm good. I'm going to let you know it's it's a little scary right now. You just got to – you are the most recent one to get to roll with him. Um, mm-hmm. Just sort of like – I kind of presume it's the first when an astronaut goes into space and they feel that lack mm-hmm. of gravity. That's kind of what it feels like when I'm rolling with somebody really high level. Um, it's worse than that. Because um, in gravity, you kind of still have a, like no air. But like with yeah. Lovato, you have zero chance of breathing. So I don't know. I don't know how that works. I just can tell you this. I was doing my best, and afterwards we we discussed this, and I said, you know, Lovato, I don't know if you know this about me, but I really try to impose uh, a Buchecha-like game, and he just goes, yeah, I did notice that, Raph, and I go, well, you know, I just, I feel like I want to do every bit I can to help, and he's like, I appreciate that, thank you. Obviously. Obviously. We all uh, I also it. happen to be mid-pass being like, you have to do our show, and he's like, yeah, I know, all right, fine. <laughs> So, you know, it's a nice way to do that. I I am excited about this interview for many reasons, but I feel it will be a good insight into where you guys want to hear he's at right now, just in terms of it's been a pretty eventful past couple weeks for him. So, you know, I think it's time for us to to hear some of those insights into the MMA side, the jiu-jitsu side. This ADCC thing, I mean... He's fighting Bochecha. Jeez, It's just evil. the best. It's such a I'm, good you know, time. It's just yeah, such a I'm great time. I'm supposed to be there on site interviewing these people, and I I don't know how to do this. I don't know where the jiu-jitsu fan ends and the broadcaster begins because I'm just going to be super excited to watch this match, period. So at the end of it, when you have like some kind of match like that, you then have to remember, oh, yeah, I've got to talk to these people. I'm supposed to ask them something. Ruh-roh. Yeah. I'm excited to see that as well. I wouldn't mind just seeing you have a full-on meltdown on camera. I think you do. <laughs> I, think, I think people will be fine with that. And uh, especially if the match is that good, people will understand. And that will yeah. be the nice part. I'm ready for it. You want to – let's go talk to him. Yeah, you don't have anything, go check out the L.A. Jiu-Jitsu Club. If you're traveling there for ADCC, make sure you check. See if there's some booking and get some training in. Jiu-Jitsu is only bed and breakfast that I'm aware of. And mm. having spent some time on the mats, Raph has spent a considerable amount of time. The home feel mm-hmm. that Eric and Joey provide is just amazing. So. Mm. And compliments to you this week. You can catch all of our WWE BJJ week ongoing at Verbal Tap Cast on all of the social medias. But the people have raised their game. They have. Uh, a lot of moves have come out very good. Uh, we still have a couple moves that are, are probably going to be out by the time you hear this. But, Kev, I want you to describe, and without giving away how the move works, but how would you describe this year's transition into the sharpshooter? Uh, I would describe it as more terrifyingly technique-ish, which I think is good of its evolution. <laughs> but coming in from deep half, is uh, it's creative. 
I like it. I think that should do. I think I think you'll you'll be surprised to see how it works, guys. Uh, it's one of our new favorites. We've got a couple others. Uh, I'm just finishing editing, so keep a look at our page. You can also look up the hashtag WWEBJJ or WWEBJJ Week. We have a lot of our friends, and we're going to do a whole recap of that on the next episode uh, post-WrestleMania, so keep it a lockout for that. But let us now turn our attention to one Rafael Lovato Jr., and let's let's hear what he has to say and what's going on, Kev. I, I suspect he's going to be very derogatory to one Boucher. Oh, you can already feel it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Verbal tap fans, well, you know him as the greatest American jiu-jitsu fighter. Uh, his upcoming opponent just reiterated that message. I don't even know where to begin, but I think we have to now call you professional MMA fighter first because that's where that's where it's happening. Real mixed reviews from the grappling community in your most recent fight. Uh, we'll get to that, but we have to give a big warm welcome. The guy who's been beating up my professor, I assume, for the last 48 to 72 hours. Uh, <laughs> the one, the only, Rafael Lovato Jr. How are you doing, Professor? And I'm doing amazing. It's great to be back talking to you guys. You are a fantastic social media follow, as uh, I'm positive all of our listeners already know. But crazy busy, and tonight might take the cake in terms of recovery. In his downtime, and he probably got back from the gym like 15 minutes ago, you're currently in an infrared sauna? Yeah, man. Uh, Friday is is like really dedicated to recovery for me. Um, I did get in a wrestling session, um, you know, like early this afternoon, um, you know, just wanted to get a little extra technical work in, but afterwards I went for a walk and, uh, got a massage and now I'm inside my infrared sauna. Um, I'll probably do an Epsom salt bath later tonight, but, uh, I take recovery very serious. I trained so hard and I'm a little older now, so I got to take care of myself and, and Friday pretty much. Friday all the way until Sunday evening. You know, I have one more hard session uh, tomorrow, and then my whole weekend is just about recovery. So I'm uh, I'm multitasking right now, doing the podcast and uh, relaxing inside my sauna. Well, Superman, we appreciate you taking the moment to go <laughs> ahead and go to your say. fortress of solitude and, uh, Jesus. you know, give us a, a response here. I do have to know this because I need to know about – a person in this photo of you wrestling today uh in that photo you normally have a t-shirt that reads i make history one person was <laughs> that said i make pancakes now juxtapose that with you smiling right next to them i was like tell me more about this human being because they entertain me man you have no idea that's one of the baddest dudes i've ever <laughs> ever trained with he must His be name is brian brian piccolo He's my wrestling coach. Uh, you know, he was a Big Ten champion, two or three-time All-American national finalist, um, you know, like 20 years ago. And uh, and he is still a freaking beast. Um, he's also a uh, judo uh, Pan Am champion, Olympic alternate, and he's one of my – actually, he is my most recent uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. So – um, he's a jack of all trades, an amazing martial artist, and um, he's my wrestling coach. So I, I, I get together with him, you know, two to three times a week while I'm in town. 
Uh, we do a little bit of everything usually. Sometimes, you know, more ghee, um, no ghee. Um, but uh, right now, the focus is on a lot of wrestling due to my match with Pashesha being under ADCC rules. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to be ready to wrestle. So, but uh, he, he's got like uh, what, like three or four kids, you know, and so he's a lot more lighthearted these days. And that that shirt just kind of shows his humor and and uh, you know what kind of guy he is. But that's obviously a play on your I Make History. And when I saw that, I go, what was your reaction when you see this awesome. guy who's your wrestling coach walk in with this? Were you in on it or did he just surprise you one day with that shirt? Uh, no, he just actually today was the first day I saw him wear it. But I don't think it really had anything to do with uh, the I Make History shirt um, necessarily. I really think like on the weekends, he makes pancakes for his family. So, <laughs> I mean... It is what it is, you know. He's got a, he's got several kids, like I said, and his kids are are little beasts too. That guy's gonna gonna have an Olympian. Uh, one of his kids is gonna be an Olympics for sure, one hundred percent. But uh, you know, uh, I think it's just like I said, he he's a really badass dude, and he's just being kind of funny with kind of the lighthearted, you know, sure. Like, um, stay-at-home dad sort of a thing he's not a stay-at-home dad but you, you know what i'm saying yeah i just saw that though and i was like well he's my kind of people if he's a badass and he's uh enjoying himself to not only wear a shirt right next to you that i mean and i know you say maybe you can't see the difference but that's the exact same font. and like at first i go oh it's the my i make history no it says pancakes all right good to go here uh, well the first thing i said was he makes pancakes out of grown men <laughs> he will slam you down so hard in, in a heartbeat so well, that's good to know. So let's you mentioned Bushesha. I, I really I'm interested to hear how this all came together because when they announced this, I had heard people teasing for a long time Bushesha was gonna go and up against somebody who you know as the world's uh, or the best American competitor. And every time they said that, I was like, Wait, Lovato? Wait, when's this happening? Wait, I feel like they've been talking about this for a while. So when did this come together and how did it come together? Um, well, it, you know, it came together earlier this year. Um, and I can't say exactly when I want to say it was still January, Mm. maybe mid to late January. Um, you know, is, is when I got the, the initial contact, but, uh, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, this is a match that I've been wanting, uh, for, for some time as well. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about it last year a lot when i started going into the you know just sort of the the pure super fight route i was i was last year was the first year where i i didn't really do any regular tournaments um besides for the masters worlds other than that i just did um you know super fights and uh in, in between my mma fights and especially after my match with cyborg um and being victorious there you know, it was kind of like, all right, well, what's next? And, uh, you know, I've been dreaming about having the match with Pashesha, um, for quite some time, you know, I've watched him come up and, uh, and I've, I've, I've fought, you know, I've competed against every black belt, absolute world champion, um, you know, since like the early two thousands, um, pretty much the only one I didn't have a match with was, was Jacques A. Um, and who knows, maybe that can still happen one day too, but, um, you know, I've just, uh, you know, looking back at my career, I'm just so proud to say I've been able to fight the best of the best. And I've always, you know, sort of thought in the back of my head, man, how how awesome would it be to to be able to step on the mats against Pashesha? 
And then after the match with Cyborg, it really started looking like, you know what, this, this could be a real possibility. We can make this happen at some point in time. Um, and uh, so anyways, I, I had been in contact with Mo, um, who's kind of the, you know, the organizer, the man behind these super fights, the one setting them up. And, uh, and we, we were talking at the end of last year about some possible super fights. Um, and they didn't work out with my schedule uh, due to my MMA fight that I had at the end of the year. And so, you know, we were like, all right, well, let's stay in touch and see what we can do next year. And, you know, then he, he was, was amazing is like the, the start of the year, I was really kind of like, all right, what am I doing? Am I going to start the year with MMA? Am I going to start the year with, um, you know, a grappling or jiu-jitsu match? And, uh, and literally within two days, two days apart, first, I got the call from, from Bellator. Everything got set with Bellator and uh, found out they were having, you know, the event uh, in my home state uh, in March. We'll get to and, your uh, March 3rd okay. victory uh, eventually because yeah. there's a real ripple through the grappling community with that one. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I got the call about that and, and got that set up. And I was like, okay, awesome. I know what I'm doing. Starting the year off with MMA, started organizing my camp. And then literally two days later, um, Mo sent me a message and was just like, hey, I'm organizing super fights at the ADCC trials. Would you be interested? And uh, he said they were, were going to be in April. And I was like, Mo, that's the perfect time. You know, I'm free. I'm free. Let's do it. What do you, you know, what's on your mind? And then he sends me this next message is, how do you feel about facing Bushesha? And I, and I just responded like all caps, bunch of, you know, exclamation points. <laughs> we need like, that text. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? And, um, and so, I mean, it was, it was really simple. I mean, the, the, the opportunity came right to me. Um, that's what really made it feel like destiny, perfect timing, great event. Um, you know, so we're going to do it. And it seems that's- crazy. You two have never fought in terms of just, if you think about everyone, it seems like you fought everyone. And first of all, thanks for not, we haven't lost one of our favorite grapplers to MMA yet, which has been awesome. Because this thing was waiting just after Bellator. What are you doing physically in terms of difference? Obviously, we saw you went down to Brazil to do a lot of MMA training and Muay Thai. Um, what are you doing these few weeks before Buchecha, someone you're pretty familiar with, uh, to get ready Nogi-wise? Talk us through sort of the process. Because um, as interested, between your recovery and how hard you work, you're really regimented and have uh, thoughtful training programs we're just curious to hear what you're doing to specifically get ready for this mammoth you're about to face um you know really it's pretty much business as usual um you know my my uh, my life is pretty much one big camp more or less you know <laughs> I, i'm i'm usually jumping from uh, one event you know maybe half a week or two downtime and then and then right into the next um but, uh, you know, MMA, you know, uh, really translates well into ADCC and vice versa. I mean, ADCC is about as physical as it gets out there. Um, you know, it, it might as well be an MMA fight sometimes. Um, you know, so I was already doing a lot of wrestling, a lot of grappling, um, you know, getting ready for my MMA fight. And uh, I was already in really great shape. So, um, 
you know, sort of the number one thing has just been, uh, you know, taking care of my body um, and, um, you know, putting a lot more um, technical work into the, you know, the ground game and the wrestling. MMA wrestling is a lot simpler. Um, you know, there's not really hand fighting and, and things like that going on. There's not a lot of setups because everything just comes from striking. And so um, doing a lot more technical wrestling, like I mentioned, uh, with my coach, Brian Piccolo. And, uh, yeah, and then just a lot more focused, um, you know, no-gi jiu-jitsu. Um, Timing-wise, like I said, everything was perfect. Um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't get bruised up or anything in my fight. So nope. I was right back to training. <laughs> I actually trained, uh, you know, the next day. So, um, in the game, yeah, uh, you know, uh, I don't remember. You, I don't remember. You have previously told us on the podcast, you will put the gi on just to relax. That's like your, yeah. <laughs> your Zen time, which is always funny. Uh, yeah. some people I read actually a book. Keep the gi on, I, I keep the gi on throughout my MMA camps as well. Um, just because it's, it's movement. And like I said, it's meditation and, I'll train with mostly like blue belts or lighter guys, but I, I always keep the gi on, you know, I'm always teaching. So, but, um, but then the other great thing was I was in, uh, I was in California to, to coach my guys at the pan. And so I got to make a trip over to San Diego, spend the week there, um, at the university of jujitsu and, uh, get on the mats with Sensei Salo and Shanji. And I had a bunch of great training there. Lots of, lots of big guys. Um, it seemed like, you know, every day I had like, you know, four 240 pound plus guys um, com- coming at me to rotate on me. So that was great. And, and lots of great training with, with Shanji. So, um, yeah, I mean, I actually, I feel super prepared still two weeks out. Um, still have some more time to make some adjustments, but, uh, you know, I-, I feel ready, man. And the other great thing is, you know, this is an open weight match. So coming off my MMA camp, you know, you definitely kind of are tired of, of dieting so hard <laughs> after that touch. And so now I'm just eating like a savage and trying to put on as much weight as I can. Nice. Well, you keep posting photos of what your wife is cooking for you, and it always looks delicious. Yeah, she's an amazing cook, man. I'm really, really blessed with that. I get to eat very, very well. Um, it, it looks, I, if I'm being quite honest, every time I see that happen, I go, you can come home to this. This is great. Yeah, oh there was God. a steak broccoli and yep. uh, oh. sweet potato <laughs> thing recently. It was like, damn it. That looks fantastic. Well, yeah. two steaks. Well, yeah. <laughs> now, Kev, I don't know if our listeners know this, but uh, when uh, Rafael mentions that he went over uh, to San Diego, he made a stop over at Studio 540. I got to go take a seminar from him. And it was an amazing seminar. You know, I've gone to a gi one. I was very happy to get to see your work in no gi. I will notice one small change, which is the amount of glee in your face. As somebody who especially pushes, you know, a hunt for submission, when you were explaining a pass and you had this like light in your face that goes, guys, I'm training a lot of, you know, jujitsu for MMA now. And there's this great moment where you can just drop bows on people and you can just punch and it's great. And I was like, what a great place for him to be that now he's like cross training so much that like, not only is your passing getting smoother, but if you really feel like it, you're like, well, now I just get used to punching people, but you look so happy about that. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, like it's just been incredible, uh, the transition into MMA and really exploring more about, you know, who I am as a martial artist and, um, you know, um, like everything that's out there, you know, it, just, just being a forever student and, uh, and having a new motivation, a new challenge, a new format, you know, a new platform, um, to, to learn and grow. And, uh, you know, I've, I've really, really enjoyed, uh, my time thus far, um, you know, training and, and, and preparing for fights and fighting, uh, MMA, it's been, um, it's been something very, very special for me. And so, um, it's just expanded my mind as a martial artist. I see more now, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's MMA is just, it's insane. There's so many things happening at one time. And, um, and so, you know, um, I, I feel like it's made me better in everything, you know, uh, it's just made me a better martial artist. You know, you said earlier on when you were kind of like, setting up the, the, the show and, and introducing me, you said professional mixed martial arts now, but, um, you know, now I, I really don't like to classify myself as an MMA fighter or as a jujitsu fighter or anything. It's, it's, it's a martial artist, 100%. And, and beyond that, I like to say true martial artist. Um, that has a, a special meaning to me, but, uh, you know, um, it, it, it's, 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 you know, not am I, I'm not just a better MMA fighter now because I'm training MMA, but I, I feel like I'm a better jujitsu uh, fighter and competitor now. I'm just better at everything. Um, I know more about who I am as a martial artist and, um, and, and also as an athlete. Um, and uh, it's just, uh, you know, I think, I think people could see a difference in, in my performances mm-hmm. and um, in the last, you know, year or two. And, um, and I, I fully believe it's because of the sort of a new mindset that I have, uh, a different mentality and also, um, my, my training, you know, in MMA. Well, I think the other thing is, uh, having been to your seminar before, having seen you a whole bunch and, and just knowing what I know about you, you just look like you're having a lot more fun. If that's a way to quantify it as well is you just, you seem in a really good place. You seem happy with whatever you're doing, uh, but you also mentioned you mentioned a lot of stuff here, so it's hard to break it down. But there is one thing in particular that we noticed, which was when you are getting a, a camp ready for Bouchesha, how do these calls happen? Because we looked over and we said, all right, so you're getting all these really good training sessions in with people. Obviously, you're spending a week out with Shanji out in San Diego. Then Kevin and I see Kevin's instructor, Jubera, out there training with you. You know, how do those calls happen? And how do you space them all out? Like how important does scheduling become and, and who do you seek out? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this one really, like, like I said, just destiny. It all just came together perfectly. I mean, it was six weeks after my MMA fight. So, uh, you know, perfect. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Tonight right now is actually, is actually exactly one month, um, since my, my Bellator fight. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, everything was just, uh, like spread out perfectly and, uh, and, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go coach at the pan or not because I wasn't a hundred percent on when I was going to fight. And, um, and then when I, when I got the, the March date and realized it was before the pan, I said, Oh, perfect. You know, so I can go out there, support my guys. And then, uh, you know, just jump over to San Diego, get some mat time with, with Shanji and, um, and see everybody there and, 
you know, it just really came together perfectly. And then Jabera, you know, Jabera, we go way, way back, man. Um, the first time I trained with Jabera, he was actually just a blue belt. And, um, and I was already a black belt at that time. We're talking like 2004, 2005. And uh, in Toledo, Ohio, uh, where Salo and Shanji's first academy was um, in the U.S., and, uh, you know, we go way back. We have a great history. Um, you know, he's been one of my best training partners for a very long time. He's an incredible guy. Um, I've done several seminars at his place. He's came here and visited me, done tons of camps with me. And, uh, you know, it actually just been um, a little while since he's been here. He uh, uh, opened his own school two years ago and kind of been on his his path with that. And, uh Basically, he hit me up and was like, man, I'm overdue for a trip. Um, you know, what do you think about me coming out there at this time and, and helping you mix it up for Bashesha? And I was like, dude, you know, thank you. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And so, uh, you know, that just that just happened. Um, he, he actually reached out to me. And, uh, you know, everything else is just just it just fell together perfectly. And, and you know, I, I, I've I've like I said, my whole life has kind of been one camp and, and beyond, beyond getting better, you know, technically and mentally and, you know, everything that you have to do to perform, there's another side to that. And there's the fact that you have to get better at, um, sort of organizing your camps, you know, getting better at your routine, you know, everything comes down to routine. And, uh, and over the years, I've really invested a lot and I've learned a lot um, about, uh, you know, what is the perfect routine for me, um, you know, between, you know, training, um, you know, whether it's jiu-jitsu, um, you know, physical conditioning, uh, you know, wrestling, supplementary training, Muay Thai, everything that I have to mix in into a camp. Um, and then on top of that, you know, the recovery I have, you know, like I said, I have this infrared sauna here in my garage. Um, you know, I have a, a hot tub in the back. I have, um, you know, these compression pants that I put on. Uh, a lot of guys have posted about that. You know, I have my cryo place. I have my massage therapist, um, you know, and I have everything broken down in, in a routine and a schedule, um, that, uh, really helps me operate at my best. Like I said, Fridays. Is, a, is an important recovery day for me. And, uh, you know, so I, everything's really just placed perfectly. And I have, I'm so blessed to have so many great resources here um, with my, my uh, strength and conditioning coach, Luke Tyree, my amazing wrestling and judo coach, Brian Piccolo. Um, and then, you know, now I have a lot of black belts at my academy and a lot of high-ranking students. So, um, you know, I have great training partners. And also I have black belts that I can trust um, you know, to, to cover a class for me whenever I feel like I need to, you know, that was something that I, I used to, uh, you know, almost push myself too much to, okay, now I got to teach. And, and, you know, especially for MMA camps, I have to understand that sometimes, you know, I need to rest and, uh, it's better than going in there and, and trying to get up energy to do a class that maybe I'm not going to be a hundred percent at. Or, you know, I, it would be more beneficial um, to rest. And, um, and now with, you know, several black belts here at my home, um, I know all my students are in great hands and I trust them. And uh, so every now and then it's just about knowing, okay, you know what, tonight I need to rest. You know, maybe take the wife out, 
let's relax. And, uh, and I just, I just have a really perfect routine. Um, and I have a lot of resources, you know, and anytime I need to, I need to call up some guys and say, Hey, you know, let's come on out, you know, um, and set you up, you know, stay in my house and let's, let's put in some work. Um, I have plenty of people that I can call on for that too. I just feel like whenever you're about to get into something and you make a call over to Shanji, he just goes, I knew this was happening. I knew I was going to be called. Okay. Yeah, man. You know, we're, we're, we're there for each other. You know, I got a, a really great, um, you know, brotherhood, you know, an, an extensive family um, throughout that, uh, you know, uh, we're all there for each other. And, uh, and that's part of, you know, whenever I was in San Diego, I was also um, there to kind of help Shanji a little bit as well. Um, he's got the world pro coming up and, um, you know, that's what, that's just what we do. We help each other out. So badass. And I've been making some jabs about this. Obviously we try and segment the show. We have about 2000 topics that Raf and I talk about before professor Lovato swings through. Um, we have got to pivot to the fight that you ended in 13 seconds. Raf prefaced it very much to be like this. He was like, uh, fight ended quickly, no submission, Lovato won. <laughs> so we've been joking that we're still upset. Uh, obviously, we're not, that you ended the fight so quickly. We were like, wait, Professor Lovato fought, and there wasn't a single, not a single grappling exchange? It's fine. That's fine. Did you imagine the fight going as quickly as it did? Is that something you had visualized? You had put a lot of striking into your camp ahead of time. That was obviously... Uh, something you were ready for. Talk us through the 13-second f- kick to the head. <laughs> uh, you know, well, I definitely never imagined that. I mean, I don't, I don't think you ever do. Um, you know, you you put in your mind that you're going to be ready for, you know, a three-round war or, you know, my last uh, two fights were, were title fights for Legacy, so I was training for five rounds. And... Um, you know, like it, it is what it was. Uh, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely had a, a, a piece inside of me that wanted to to be the aggressor as far as the stand-up game goes, and not just mission accomplished. You know, not 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 just yeah, not just strike um, purely for the takedown. I, I can't be, I can't be. Uh, you know, so one track can't be predictable. You know, that's the thing. I don't want to be predictable. I don't want anyone to know what to expect uh, with me. And that's, um, you know, that that's what makes the great fighters the great, the, the greatest. You know, they, they can win in more than one way, you know. Um, and um, and so, you know, being that the guy was a little shorter, um, you know, I definitely, and, and, I'm, and I'm with my length, you know, I've trained a lot of kicks a lot of knees, um, but I've just gotten a lot more comfortable. And, um, you know, I had a really great camp. I just had a great camp, um, you know, uh, felt things clicking a lot. I could see things better, um, feel things better, and uh, and just became overall more confident. Um, but, uh, you know, it's never my, my um, you know, intention to just go out there, oh, I'm going to knock him out, you know what I mean? It's not my intention, but... You know, I got to make him respect what I have to offer on the feet. Uh, so, you know, the takedown is easier to find. And uh, and I'm not just, you know, uh, reaching for takedowns without setting it up. So, 
you could know, definitely it, not uh, classify it, it just, that. Yeah, were, it just it just happened that uh, you know my my first you know sort of uh, you know little sequence um, landed perfectly and uh, and I felt it and everything after that was 100% reaction. Uh, I didn't think about okay knee you know you know the flurry of punches everything that I did was just 100% reaction. And that was really what I was most happy about um, is the way I responded. You know, it mm-hmm. was, it was a, an evident, it was evidence that, you know, my training was perfect because like I said, I didn't have to think it was pure instinct. The knees were the most violent part to me. Uh, the kick was, you know, good distance work. You obviously opened up, seemed ready, but that was the part where I think, well, as you're alluding, <laughs> we kind of expect you to take down the double and choke him in some, I don't know, fun and quick way. It was like, nope, just got to unleash the knees. And even he kind of had that look like, what? This is, <laughs> I, they said a grappler. <laughs> That's what they, <laughs> it's just relentless knees coming at him. Um, so if that's any indication, you you just looked a little different. You looked like it was like, no, uh, we can we can finish this one right here. And I thought it was a pretty good establishment because he's got to defend himself and he didn't have the opportunity. Uh, a foot to the head will usually kind of loosen things up. Disorient you a little bit. It'll do that. Make you forget what month <laughs> it is, maybe the year. It's hard to say. I just know that when I saw that kick and, you know, we're used to, you know, you doing what you want. So implementing your game. And I think it makes complete sense that you want to show that you're a varied uh, martial artist going back to that kind of theme. But again, part of me just thinks, like, is there a part of you that, like, looks at it, you get the knockout, and you go, oh, I could have done that a different way, too. Do you guys want to do it again? I'll show you how I would have taken him down. It's no big deal. I'm I mean, not I, tired. Yeah. I have been training for a lot, and that was quick. You do it at the gi, too, if you guys want. I'm here all night, guys. That was 13 <laughs> seconds. I'm not tired. Yeah, I've, I've definitely never experienced anything like that. Um, it, it, was, it was bittersweet, you know, uh, after it happened, because... I mean, I trained so hard. Uh, I can't begin to describe what it's like to be in Curitiba, Brazil, um, you know, training uh, with this amazing team, Evolução Thai. Master Andre Dita is down there. He has an incredible, an incredible roster of fighters, um, you know, like 30-plus professional fighters, about five or six are in the UFC, and um, the rest are all, like, hungry um, top guys in their weight class, uh, across Brazil. And, uh, you know, it's an amazing family and, uh, you know, they're all Muay Thai specialists. And for the most part, you know, there's a few jujitsu guys there, um, you know, jujitsu base guys that, that, that live there and, and are, you know, um, doing their work for MMA, but, you know, for the most part, they're all stand up specialists and, uh, you know, the, their system and the way they train, um, the style, the, the, the way they, they do the combinations, um, their movement. It's just, uh, for me, I feel it's, it's perfect. And, uh, you know, due to the fact that I am long for my, for my division, I have a lot of potential, uh, to, to use a lot of weapons. And so, um, you know, it just, it works perfectly with their system. And, you know, uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not going out there to, to, you know, just knock people out or anything like that. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's good to know that, uh, you know, 
it's there if I need it. And, uh, and I'm definitely going to have, you know, more fights. And, um, you know, I know some people were a little disappointed, but, you know, I'm still there to, to win the most efficient way possible. And Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's going to mean putting people on the ground and, uh, and using my jujitsu. And, uh, I'm 100% ready to do that. Um, you know, but we don't get to start there. I wish we could start on the ground. Absolutely. But we don't. And so I gotta, you know, I gotta have something to, to do damage and, uh, and set things up from the feet. Well, that was the, the, the split that we had was we made a, a Kanye meme where it was like, you know, angry Kanye that there's no jujitsu, but happy Kanye because Lovato won the fight. So you can't really complain, especially in 13 seconds, which we found out later is the sixth best, quickest knockout in Bellator history. So that's not a bad feather to have in your cap, sir. The other thing, I guess, that I, I am wondering this, and Kevin, I don't know if this is the image you're getting in your head, but when Lovato is not training at his own academy and goes out to like seek this other training in like foreign lands. It's now making me think that he has like this Batman begins training montage that's happening as like, whenever he disappears, that's where he's going guys. Just to let you know bad. I could have used some like high octane footage of, uh, I just had his social media presence. It was like, where are the cameras? Are they rolling on this? Cause we need to get some, uh, following Lovato into the Brazilian and yeah, no, no, seriously, I, I can't, um, like I said, I can't begin to describe, um, you know, what it's like training in Curitiba, Brazil. Um, you know, it's an amazing Academy, beautiful Academy. It's, it's very big. Um, they actually hold MMA events inside the Academy, um, once a month and, wow. uh, and all their, all their up and coming fighters, you know, will fight on their, on that show. Um, is is part of the way to help these build these guys up, and they also have dorm rooms. There's about I don't know somewhere in the neighborhood of ten, maybe a little more um, of of these fighters that actually live there um, in in the dorms. And uh, you know, it's just you know, like when I go there, um, it's you know, I kind of I kind of uh, visualize myself like Rocky Four whenever he went to <laughs> Russia. You know, yeah. you. You, you put yourself in this place where it's just 100% focus, eat, sleep, train. And, um, I'm basically around a bunch of monsters and, uh, you know, we, 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 everyone is focused on the mission of pushing each other. Um, and, um, and you know, it's a family and, uh, um, th- this is now like my fifth or sixth time, uh, to go down there. And, um, you know, I, I've really created some, some strong relationships down there. Um, I really love Curitiba itself, uh, as the city, um, and, uh, kind of, I know my way around and, and it, it just, it has a, a lot of special feelings for me because, you know, the first time I went to Brazil was 1999. I was 16 years old and, um, you know, I stayed like two and a half weeks to train and then compete at the world championships at the end of my trip. And, you know, so I have a long history of going to Brazil, um, you know, to, to train and learn and, uh, and, you know, of course compete in jujitsu tournaments. But, uh, you know, uh, like once, uh, Solo and Shanji moved to the States and the world's moved to the States, I, I stopped going to Brazil, you know, as frequently, I still went a, a few times to, to compete like at the Brasileiro. And, um, you know, it always has a special place in my heart, uh, when I'm in Brazil, because I think of, myself as a kid, you know, going there to learn and, and how 
in awe I was of uh, of jujitsu and and the culture and their passion and everything. And now to have this new family and this new reason in my martial arts journey, you know, um, to be going to Brazil again very frequently, like I used to, um, now to train a whole nother style, you know, a Muay Thai and MMA and have a new family. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's really incredible for me, um, you know, for my personal journey. And, uh, you know, so every time I'm down there, I just, I have great vibes. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's really, really, really something special for me. Do they, is there, obviously everyone knows who you are, especially if they've been doing some way. Is there times when people are like, Hey, just real quick, can I ask you a jujitsu question? Does that happen to you a lot when you're in that place? Yes, actually it does. And that's a whole nother amazing piece about it. You know, it's like, you know, I was there first as a student, you know, to learn jujitsu and, uh, you know, from Brazilians and now as an American, you know, actually every time I go down there, actually I teach a seminar um, at one of the academies in Curitiba. So I'll teach a seminar and, uh, and then for sure, that's part of my relationship with, with all the guys on the Evolu South team. I mean, they, like I said, they have great jiu-jitsu guys there, Serginho Moraes, um, Fernando Vieira, you know, both are black belt world champions and they, they teach, uh, you know, the jiu-jitsu classes. Um, and, uh, you know, they're amazing jiu-jitsu artists, but, uh, um, you know, I just get to add another perspective and, uh, you know, uh, for sure, you know, they, they'll ask me some questions and, uh, I've even, I've even ran some of the professional, um, training sessions myself. Um, I'm more of a, you know, grappling jiu-jitsu focus and it's, it's just part of my connection with them. You know, I have some of my training partners, you know, we'll, we'll do sessions outside of the professional sessions and, uh, and, you know, they'll hold mitts for me. They'll push me for some Muay Thai. And then afterwards, you know, I, I, um, I help them with some jiu-jitsu. And so it's just really special to have that, you know, sort of give and receive uh, relationship with everyone on the team. And, uh, and then for me, of course, to think back to all the years I was there to learn from, from the Brazilians, you know, to learn jiu-jitsu and now get to be there and teach jiu-jitsu um, you know, it's just incredible to see everything come full circle. Okay. Cause that's all my first instinct. <laughs> it's like, you get a good training round in with Lovato and then it's like, Hey, by the way, uh, can I get a good double leg secret just real quick to be helpful? And the pictures you sent, because you're also still a foodie person. You seem to be, um, dare I say if the food network called after all this, there might be a good like grappling and donuts show featuring Rafael my wife could actually be on the food network though 100 percent. she's that level of a of a of a cook um she we watch the food network all the all the time i mean mainly her it's it's on like 24 7 if she's at home because that's what she you know that's kind of her her way to express herself you know um is uh in, in the kitchen and uh she's amazing so you never know we'll see Hey, I'm just saying somewhere down the line when flow grappling is looking for more content, we're going to produce a iron chef show and we'll basically get all these fighters who are like, they fought each other on the mats, but now they fight in the kitchen. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to win. I'm good at eating. I'm not good at cooking. (laughs) 
Well, you have an unfair advantage. This is where you're supposed to go. You know, this is where you ask the advice that you would ask for your professor in jujitsu. You go to your wife and say, you know, I've got this issue. You know, I've been trying to make this quesadilla happen, and I just keep coming at the wrong angles. I could be a judge. My palate is pretty high level now, but uh, I'm not. I'm not in the kitchen. Fair enough. All right. All right. Lovato is ducking. Apparently each busy. No problem. Uh, learning how to submit and uh, fight people. Well, <laughs> to pull this back, you can towards... only focus on so many things at a time. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I'd imagine, and you seem to have. You've picked well. I'd say if we all had to just uh, put it on the table. Tell me a little bit. I want to pivot back just a little bit with Buchecha because we talked about sort of your training, but let's talk specifically. I want to hear kind of what you expect out of the fight. What are you looking to impose? Um, you move forward. He moves forward. What are you expecting just in terms of that exchange? Um, You know, really, I don't think too much about the specifics anymore, you know, like I, I, I definitely, uh, I'm aware, uh, I'm aware of, of, uh, you know, how he moves and, uh, you know, he's very explosive. And one thing about him is he's unpredictable, you know, so you can't try to predict the unpredictable. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's a risk taker and he, he goes off of what he feels and he, and he's great everywhere. I mean, he's, he's, he's got pressure. He's got an amazing guard. He's got wrestling, you know, um, so, you know, that's one thing that, that really, uh, you know, motivated me, motivated me and, and made me want this match is I just, I mean, you know, I think everyone agrees he's, he's the number one guy out there right now. And, uh, it's just an incredible challenge. I mean, how do you, how do you decipher that? How do you find a chink in that armor? Um, the only thing that I know is that he's going to come, you know, he's going to, he's going to bring it. And, that's going to make opportunities, you know, um, there's going to be moments and I just have to be sharp and, and seize that moment and make the most of it. So, um, you know, I, I know it's going to be very physical. Uh, he's younger, he's bigger. Um, uh, I do feel like I'm in the best phase of my career. And so, you know, it's like me at my prime, um, versus the top guy out there. And, uh, you know, I'm in great shape. I'm ready to push the whole time and make it scrappy and, uh, you know, just be ready to, to seize the moment. You know, when I feel the, the right time, I have to be in the right place. That's it. I just thought it was so fascinating that the two of you get a photo together over at Pans. And my first thought was like, whoa, 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 guys, we're, are we doing the sportsman angle? We don't do that in jiu-jitsu right now. Come on, like, okay. listen, Buchecha, listen, say Lovato said something about your passing being subpar. I didn't, I just, guys, <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> oh, man, you know, th this is where I am in life. I mean, like, that's exactly one of the, you know, reasons why, uh, you know, I wanted to face him, uh, face Cyborg, you know, those type of guys, um, you know, the homo, like these guys that, have been in the game and, um, and have done so much. I mean, we, we're peers, you know, we've, we've kind of grown up together, you know what I mean? Like, especially, um, uh, my generation, you know, someone like Homolo, like we were brown belts together. We, I've been seeing him for years and, uh, you know, it, like I have respect, you know, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of Bushesh, 
um, you know, I've loved watching his, uh, his evolution, you know, like he was, he was fighting against my student, James Popolo, um, back when they were, you know, like purple brown belts. And so, you know, I've, I've been seeing him since he was a kid and, uh, and watching him and, you know, um, and I'm, I'm happy for him. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no, uh, like, I, I want to take anything or, you know, prove anything or anything like that. It's just, man, what, what an amazing, uh, career, um, amazing technique. And, uh, and it's like, okay, let's challenge myself against that. And, and at the same time, hopefully we make something really beautiful and special, you know, a moment that, um, that I, I'll definitely remember and everyone watching can remember too. Um, that's my mindset nowadays. Um, you know, that's why I like these super fights. Um, you know, it's, it's like one match on a, on a big stage, you know, one focus. Um, and, uh, you know, my whole thought was to get to the point, you know, through the sort of super fight run that I did to make it to where, you know, uh, it's, it would only be a matter of time. So someone wants to see me face Bouchesha or, you know, Galval again, or, you know, Cyborg, these kind of guys, these are the matches that I dream of. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, I want to do it on a big stage now. I, I don't, I don't have the same energy for a, a normal regular tournament anymore. Yeah. You know, um, it's just too tiring for me. I can't do it. Um, and, uh, and it's just perfect because it's just like an MMA fight, you know, it's just, you have your your one match, your one guy, um, you know, on a big stage, everyone watching, and uh, and you leave it all out there. You know, you have your little backstage warm up, and you go out there, and you go to war. And so, uh, with that, I feel like, you know, maybe I have an advantage because this is all I've been doing now for quite some time, and um, and I'm ready to flip the switch. You know, as soon as they say go, um, I don't need a warm up match. I don't need to feel things out, you know, uh, with MMA, you don't have that time. And so I'm a little better at, at flipping that switch now. I also think say for grappling purposes, it's sort of, um, the, it's what's next. So you owe it to the sport and not that you owe anything in particular, but you and Buchecha are at a place where we don't have to see you guys fighting at pans. Jiu-jitsu and grappling are at a place where we get to see this which is so much cooler for everyone in, involved because we get a guaranteed, you know, because the tournament always has the, what if somebody gets tired? What if somebody gets injured? Now we know for exactly. a fact we get to see you fighting Buchecha, and it's fantastic, at least from a grappling perspective, because you were on the first wave of that with Metamoris, and we yeah. got to see what that super fight mm-hmm. looks like and how cool it can be. And this is that next yeah. iteration, which is where, hey, we get to see an MMA fighter whom you know bellator's calling you're obviously going to fight for bellator again that seems like it's already in the works uh you've only spent 13 seconds inside the cage so we gotta get you back in there i presume is what they say to you um so this is a nice break for us and it's made possible by the super fight side so i think it's just good for grappling too that we have these events. yeah i mean it's great 100 percent. it's great for the sport and my goodness the card wow yeah. you know what i mean like it's an honor uh, to, to share um, the mats with, with these legends. You know, I have so much respect for all the guys. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, any one of us could be the main event uh, 100%. So, um, you know, it, it, it's 
like honestly i like my my whole thing all i feel is just gratitude you know just so so thankful um you know for these opportunities and and to be able to do what i love um you know you say you, maybe i have a different a different energy uh these days like i'm so happy and and what that stems from is just pure thankfulness and pure gratitude um ever since my my surgery coming back from my injury um you know i i have this this an enormous amount of appreciation for you know for what i'm able to do uh for my body and for the art um you know martial arts my martial arts livelihood um and everyone that has a part of that you know my family uh my father getting me started you know so young just how special is that and um you know my teachers and this martial arts family this extended family that i have you know haven't been in the game you know this is my 13th year as a black belt you know and haven't been in the game this long uh you know you really you create some deep deep relationships and and i'm just surrounded by love and uh and truly you know it can sound like you know sort of cliche or whatever but um but you know i i get the energy and the inspiration um you know from from everyone around me and uh and you know i feel like i'm i'm riding a wave of um of just this special energy and it's brought me to this point of you know being in bellator and now being able to face bashesha um and so that's why I, I keep saying destiny i mean i don't see any other way that that it can be and i and I, I think that martial arts shows us that that destiny really does exist you know sometimes you don't see it you know you feel like something was supposed to happen but it didn't and then another path opens and you go down that path and then you say oh it was for this you know mm. and that's what i think the injury was um you know eight months out of competition you know a serious five, six month rehab, a whole year. It took me to, to not feel pain anymore. And, um, you know, I, I went through the dark, the darkness, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I came out of it and, uh, and it put me on this new path. And so I'm just riding this wave, man. And, uh, I feel pretty unstoppable. That's, that's not what I'm seeing. I, I'm just seeing <laughs> Uh, regression from grappling. If we're just talking about his last MMA fight. If I want to use a hot take, I mean, none was used, Raph. I can only assume he's losing his skills. I guess we'll see on April 15th. Listen, Kev, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to say tread lightly here. Will do. <laughs> Senor Lovato kind of knows where you train oh, and is God. good in with your instructor. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Rafael was very nice. He gave me the opportunity to go ahead and roll with him when he came out to Studio 540, which I, I very much appreciate it. But, like, you have to yeah, understand. Yeah, you good, man. You eh. did really well. Yeah, thank you. That's very nice. <laughs> I just – you have to understand something, that all the jokes and stuff, Kevin, are very fun. And so you're like, what have I memed about him? Like, seconds before you roll, you go like, wait, what have I said? Just, just to clarify, mm-hmm. let's I just double take a shot at him, have I? <laughs> and I, I this always is say, the meme seminar, right? This is where the this, yes, this is where the meme seminar happens. I always just think of it like this way. One of the things that we do on this podcast is we say, like, you know, any joke that we say on air, we always are willing to say to their face, uh, be it the athlete, be it uh, talent, be it anybody. You know, we do jokes like that. 
But one of the the things about jujitsu that's in particularly interesting to me is that we know our comeuppance can happen at any time. Like we know that like when we go to train with these people, it's like, yes, I said this about you, Gary. Yes, I said this about you, AJ. All right, I'm here. Let's do this. Uh, <laughs> but it is it is an aspect that is so nice. And, uh, you know, I have to say this. Yes, there is a meme of me. We're famous together now uh, as if we weren't before. ADCC shared it. That was my it personal did. favorite. It did. I, I had sent... I had sent Raphael the photo because I looked at it and I said, that's nowhere near what my face was really saying. <laughs> but I hope people understand that I'm super blind and I'm super in pain. I like, loved it. <laughs> when I was – like that look on my face was two things. One, no matter where I was sitting, I was just like, this hurts. Oh, this hurts. This hurts. And then like I find that one spot. It's like, just don't move. You're fine here. And then I think you showed the move and I looked and I do that look that I do, which is – can I do that? Yeah, I think so. I think I can do most of that. So when I saw it, I go, listen, I want you to see this first because I'm about to meme really hard on myself. And uh, the community seemed to really enjoy it. I did. <laughs> it was a good one. Thank you. I love the memes, man. It's good to have the humor. Absolutely. And, uh, the, ones, the ones with like, you know, when professors teaching the move and you know, you're like, all you want to do is train or, you know, all those, man, the memes are funny. The video ones are funny too. I, I love those. Wow. Thank you, sir. We, uh, we try to keep it light cause we know, you know, you guys are training all the time. You need to, to basically laugh a little bit. Like, I don't know, maybe the end headline of this podcast is going to be Lovato calls Buchesha basic. I mean, <laughs> I can't promise you that's what's going to happen, but sometimes inspiration hits me uh, at odd times. It's so just what we're trying. It's just what happens. Uh, although we need to disclose a quick, also, uh, just in terms of our nerdiness and our professional affection for your game. Mm. Last time I was in LA, Raph and I had keys to uh, break down. We had keys to a gym, and we were just training uh, for about twelve hours, give or take. We took a break and watched several components of your DVD mm. and then broke them down. So that's uh, a nice. massive nerdiness moment. We were both like, yeah, let's get some Lovato passing drills in. Let's uh, self-start here. And uh, that was probably – that's our nerdiest moment. Of yeah, I think so. Because well, here you also have to understand, it's a Friday night, 7 p.m. Oh, we had just had yeah. dinner. We were like – well, what's something we can do to close out the night? We could rest. And it was like, well, we don't get to train all that often. You know, we see each other every like six or seven months. So we try to make the most of it. And it's like, hey, do you want to like go ahead? It literally is the moment from Step Brothers. Do you want to get together and like train Lovato in the garage? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So well, that was that was exactly <laughs> what we did. Your teaching legacy lives on, even through the DVD. Awesome. <laughs> and... You've been training all week. Uh, before we let you out of here, give me a few. Do you have some insider tips on what to do with Jubera? I mean, between his <laughs> hips and just the general movement, uh, difficult to survive. Yeah, man. You see, Jubera, he's a Hibeto Jiu Jitsu uh, you know, representative. He's, he's a product. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's hard to to find a hole in Hibeto's Jiu-Jitsu game, you know? Um, and so, you know, that's, you know, that's why I'm so thankful and so um, so proud 
to represent um, Sensei Salo and Shanji. I mean, there there is. I mean, look at Shanji. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's just talk about that for a minute because Shanji's thirty six years old. You know, uh, his first major black belt title was like Pan Am's two thousand one. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, he was like twenty years old at the time. He won the Pan Am's Absolute his first year as a black belt. He won his first world title in 2004. And, I mean, he's still here. And, yeah, okay, he can lose some matches from time to time. But how does he lose? Like, like two points or an advantage? You know, it's uh, it, it's so amazing to me. And um, I, I just really feel that, that, that um, you know, their system is, is the most efficient uh, system of jiu-jitsu on the planet. And... Um, you know, there's, there's no holes. It's really hard to find a hole, you know, um, you know, from, from all aspects, you know, from defense to takedowns, to guard play, to passing, having that pressure. And pretty much, you know, if you make one mistake, you never come back, you know, and that's the jujitsu that I believe in and strive to have. And that's the jiu-jitsu that's like transitioned so well into MMA. You know, you were mentioning my seminar and how I was, you know, kind of talking about little points in my game and, and how it applies into MMA. And, uh, you know, it's one reason why I am doing MMA because I, I, I feel like I was made for it, you know. And, um, and my jiu-jitsu translates so perfectly um, to mixed martial arts. But, you know, that's kind of the Hibeto jiu-jitsu system, whether it's gi, no gi, MMA, submission only, you know, ADCC, uh, no time limit, time limit. It doesn't matter. It works, you know, um, and it works forever. Uh, it's classic, you know, it's timeless. And, uh, you know, I, I try to, to uh, represent that and be an illustration of that as much as I can. Shanji is doing it on an amazing level. Uh, you know, the guy's been killing it this year. He's in a great phase to win the world pro in the adult division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe be the number one on the ranking. Uh, and, and there's, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see so many uh, of my generation of guys still at the top. You know, Cobrinha, Cobrinha, uh, Homolo, um, you know, these these guys, Cyborg. I mean, for the most part, we're, we're all in our 30s. Some of us are 35, you know, or more. And, um, and I mean... It, it's just incredible, you know. It's incredible um, to see the ju- the jujitsu that they have be transcendent, you know, amongst so many generations. And uh, you know, it's just so inspiring. Um, you know, I like it. You, you didn't really see that uh, years ago. You know what I mean? Like, for the most part, in jujitsu, once you hit your thirties, yeah, your time's done. You know, your time's done. You like know, a there's so actress. many. Yeah, exactly. Jesus right? I mean, it, it, it's uh, uh, you know, there's always a new twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-old brown belt world champ, brown belt absolute champ yeah. that hasn't lost, that bursts onto the scene and starts beating all the guys, and usually it's really bad. You know, they beat them bad. You know what I mean? Like, uh, think back to when Hodger first became a black belt. You know, Jacques A first became a black belt. They were in the absolute finals in their first years of, as black belts, you know, um, Hudolfo, you know what I mean? Like these guys, they, they, they 
to become black belts and boom, they're immediately one of the best. And so to see, you know, someone that's been a black belt for well over a decade, um, you know, still exchanging, still winning, still, you know, there. And if they lose, it's not, it's, it's by fractions, you know, they're not getting smashed. You know what I mean? That is just, man, it's so amazing to me. And, um, and, you know, because I, I feel that I carry that. I feel like I can, I can keep going for, for a long time. What makes us happy to hear, especially the fact that you basically are telling Kevin, I think prayer was a good answer. Yeah. I, that was kind of what I wrote down. But, uh, then he turned into a really cool history jujitsu point, And I was like, I'm, lost, <laughs> I'm interested, but I still have a big question mark next to Jibera's name. That just, uh, it's like, all right. Oh. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is, Pray. good luck. Yeah, just keep <laughs> training. I'll just keep training. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know. <laughs> and to to your said. credit, though, uh, Rafael, I guess there is something nice about that because uh, Kevin, since going with Jabera, has made a, a big increase in his own game as well. Uh, so oh, yeah. you're you're not lying when you say that system is 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 there and it's it's good. You know, Kevin and I had this joke that happened the other day where he was saying he's like, man, you know. I didn't get to drill today, and I was like, "I think you do that enough." <laughs> I'm I'm well versed to know how this goes for you guys. I think you know the move. You, I think one day of not drilling is not going to kill you. I think you're going to be just fine. Uh, and I told him that because I'm like, you know, having uh, seen peaks into all of these things, it's nice uh, to elaborate on your larger point, which is seeing these guys that you're in a great set of company with. You are with all of these people who are all doing great things, if not in MMA, but also in uh, jiu-jitsu. And if I could be so kind, I think we glossed over this point. But I really want to emphasize this. If you are a person who matters, who can make this happen, earlier, Lovato mentioned wanting to take on Jacques Array. I don't know who we need to yeah, buy either, out. But I've signed off. Happen. Yeah, but I would like to express my interest in that. I'll because help produce it. Be I'm in. Fantastic. Yeah. And if you're not going to give him a title run, He's got some time. <laughs> they both. Well, you know, you key know match, what's cool key uh, match. is is the the submission underground uh, actually is kind of making things like that, um, mm. you know, way more of a possibility with uh, sort of the jujitsu versus MMA. Um, you know, obviously, I'm I'm in both worlds. Jacques Ray was in both worlds. Damien was in both worlds. That's another thought. Uh, you know, oh. guys like that. <laughs> Definitely like, would be uh, yeah. would be really really awesome, um, you know. And not like I'm calling people out. It's just uh, you know. Um, it That's would be, the beauty uh, about honor. your status. It's an honor, and and uh, you know, like like I said, it's just uh, you know, I I think I think about challenges like that, and and there's more of a, a, a platforms and opportunities to make those things happen. So you know, we'll see. Uh, it's a beautiful time. And, you know, like being able to, to, you know, compete on a stage like Bellator and then, you know, switch phases and then have a match against Bechesha or whoever else, you know, wherever else the, the opportunity lies, um, you know, it's just incredible. And it, like I said, I just, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude and, um, you know, uh, like I'm going to have a big smile on my face. It may be kind of inside, 
you know, at first, um, before I step on the mat against Bashesha. But believe me, there is a smile in there, and there will be a big smile afterwards, no matter what happens, because, um, you know, like I said, I'm overwhelmed with, with gratitude and having this opportunity. Um, and uh, I'm just going to make the most of it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to give 100%. Well, that's perfect. I should be there doing interviews, and uh, I would love to get you the smiling Lovato to come talk to me afterwards. I do want to mention this while we have the opportunity to, if you are so listening and would like to see that match, the Twitter handle for Submission Underground is SUG underscore grappling. You can also include at flow grappling on there. Maybe make a mention you'd like to see Jacare, Damien. Anybody else that you guys want to do because, or you know what, let's include Chael in this one. You can at Chael Sonnen and uh, let's make these things happen because uh, the grappling fans and us, this is what I appreciate about Lovato. He's not coming from the perspective of talking shit. He's coming from the perspective of being a fan as well. So I think he's just as giddy as we all are about having this match with Buchecha. And not only is that refreshing to know, but it's, it is truly, uh, again, I mean, it's consistent, man, wanting to be that martial artist to test yourself and, uh, to see that and i think there's no better way to go ahead and show your students that and to show a lot of us in the community that so just saying yeah well i appreciate you guys uh allowing me to talk about that and uh you know um you know uh understanding that that martial arts mindset you know um that's that's what i'm all about right now and uh you know i'm, I'm happy to to have a voice and um and hopefully inspire others to, to think of it that way as well 100 percent. and as i said just in terms of jujitsu if you're looking for someone to inspire you and make you work a little harder go ahead and find uh rafael lovato jr anywhere on social media you'll you'll just from his pure diet restraint and green strength regiments alone and we don't even get to see the pictures where he's in the sauna that was brand new information i've seen him go cryo <laughs> Uh, gets in the ice, but it just keeps uh, you and Justin Raider just don't ever stop. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's uh, really fun to see. So you're that's it, man. I want to go forever. You know? <laughs> and there's I a don't very want to get old, so I'm just I'm trying to stretch it out as much as I can. <laughs> done. There's a very short list of people that can do what you can do and have done it in MMA. And you've named a few of the other names, but that's what we're talking about. And it's uh, it's fun to see. So we're excited to see what's next Bellator-wise because you're a blast to watch in the MMA cage, though, you know, just one professional courtesy. If you could just make it a little bit longer. I mean, 13 seconds again. You know what? Uh, honestly, as much as I hate to no say doubt, this. It'll be longer. No <laughs> well, longer. I don't know. There's a little doubt. And and just, just so everyone knows, uh, you know, they'll, they'll most likely – things are looking good they're going to see me back in the bellator cage um sometime this summer so um i'll I'll have hopefully uh an official announcement about that within the next couple weeks or so um right now obviously the focus is bashesha but uh after that i'm going to be making my way back into the cage Love it, love it. Yeah, no, no, well, it all checks out. I'm just saying, listen, I don't wish anything bad upon you because that's not our dynamic, but I just want to say, if you get another 13-second thing, I'm only going to cry because there's not grappling on the inside, and if it is grappling, <laughs> then holy shit, that's even cooler. Wow. So, <laughs> How did you, he do you, that? Yeah, I mean, like, he just was like, that guillotine literally just happened. Yeah, it was, wow. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> 
Well, that's what's so terrifying about your last win. Whoever has to fight you next is like, well, shit. Okay. Uh, I guess I could try and avoid the shot, but I don't want to leave my face open in case he tries to knee me in it. So I'm I'm excited. You've got Buchecha on April 15th. We have to get this man out of here because Raph and I will ask him. We have, we've done a really good job. We've showed a lot of restraint not getting into really nerdy specifics about grappling. <laughs> yeah, we can do that next time. Because we yes. have questions about how he does some knee movements during some passes and continually gets his elbow in to establish dominant position that, once again, would lead us into about a 45-minute thing. And, you know, he's well, got to move. Let me say this real quick. Yes. Let me say this real quick. I, have, I should plug this while I'm on. Uh, since it came to my mind, if people, if anyone out there really wants to get super nerdy about jiu-jitsu with me, Believe me, I love to do that, and I have the perfect opportunity for them to do so with me. I am teaching a camp, uh, a, a jiu-jitsu camp, in beautiful, amazing Sardinia, Italy, uh, oh, at the end of July. Uh, I want to say July 24th through the 28th. Um, it's like the last weekend in July, an extended week. Um, I will be teaching every day. The camp is filling up fast. It's a, a maximum of 40 spots. And there's already like around 10 black belts confirmed to be in the camp. Um, you know, a lot of Italians, a lot of Europeans, obviously, since it's close for them. But all are invited uh, 100%. And uh, there's a Facebook page. You can look up uh, Lovato BJJ Italy Camp. You'll be able to find it. Uh, there's an Instagram page. Um, you know, they can email Bavado BJJ camp at gmail.com or send me a message, whatever you want to do. Just reach out to me. If you're interested in this camp, we will be talking a lot of jujitsu and, you know, I love teaching. I love teaching seminars, but one thing with seminars, it's just a limited two, maybe three hours. And then there's no follow up. you know, and the amazing thing about camps is I'm literally going to be on the mat with you every day. And so we're going to continually build I'm going to answer your questions, and by the end of the week, I guarantee you will be a whole nother level of jujitsu practitioner and your understanding. And so, um, you know, it, it, you guys, you want to geek out with me? Take your wife, come on over to Sardinia, Italy, <laughs> and let's uh, let's train in paradise. I love that. And as somebody who has attended a seminar, I will tell you this right now: the minute he goes away, you look over and you go, "But you're Kimura." <laughs> No, come back. It is great. So. <laughs> it's like uh, grappling's version of Field of Dreams. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, join him inside. I'm just uh, doing a quick Google calculation. I'm just going to call the bank real quick. I'll be right back. Right. I'll, uh, I'll see you guys in a minute. Uh, Professor Lovato, people can obviously tune in April 15th. Flow Grappling is going to be carrying it. Uh, you'll be gracing the bellator cage and uh we'll get to see you underneath the bright lights we always appreciate you coming on the podcast people can find you uh rafael lovato jr obviously he's out there he's got the lovato school in okc which is um quickly becoming sort of a midwest mecca of tough training uh thank you so much for swinging by we love talking to you this is rapper we're we're on our like if we're talking about interviews on camera too, we've talked to you almost as much as we've talked to anyone, which makes sense because um, you know you've you've always been really giving back to those of us that are trying to 
make the sport a little bit more popular in coverage and you've always understood that so we appreciate you swinging by the podcast tonight and uh as always appreciate your efforts out there in the fighting world thank you guys and uh you know thanks for what you do as well it's a great great conversation i appreciate it and look forward to seeing you guys on april 15th Ladies and gentlemen, Verbal Tap fans, Professor Rafael Lovato Jr. You know, I was trying to puff up Jubera before he left, Raph, on Tuesday Ooh. night. I gave, uh, I was like, you know, Professor, you look like you're lacking in confidence. He didn't. I'm just, uh, I'm trying to add some drama here. I was like, you know, if it were me, and he really wants to hear about my opinion, I can already tell. Uh, I was like, I would just get in there, and I would go straight to slap jiu-jitsu early, and I wouldn't stop. I'd be that guy all week. I don't know that he took my advice, but they certainly looked like it was intense, so there might have been some smacking going on. I don't know how these people don't smack you around more. Uh, I really, I try to figure it out, but like... Jaber is a very nice human being who has very good jujitsu, and I don't understand how he doesn't take it out on you more for being how you are. It just depends on uh, what the motivation's like and how loud mm-hmm. I am that particular evening. What a talk with Professor Lovato. He is. I'm looking forward to this fight with Buchecha. I'm looking forward to this summer. It sounds like with Bellator, and that's like two months away. I think seasons wise. Could you fact check mm-hmm. me on that? Summer is the next one. Yeah, I believe so. And to be completely honest, if we really look at things all the way through, we didn't even really get to the fact that, yeah, this is the West Coast Trials and it's a super fight. Are we even talking about ADCC? That's how far in the conversation we got to the recent is. We're just looking ahead a few months. It's Lovato, busy. he doesn't look like he's stopping. So. Yeah, I think all things considered, he's going to have a very busy year, and uh, we thank him for taking time. I will say one of the nicest parts about talking with him, every time we catch up with him, and again, we say this and we mean it, he doesn't have to do this show. Never. Like, we have no reason for him to do this show. But for whatever reason, he's liked us, and we've never let him go. So it is interesting to hear a very long-form perspective on where he comes from, where he is, and I feel like every year or you know year and change that we talk to him you see a new chapter in his life and for us we are grateful that we get to see and check in on those chapters but we also find it just as fascinating as you guys do because holy shit there's going to be some really fun stuff happening with this guy for the the upcoming interim and if he's this happy as he is right now and this kind of crazy uh, good if he's saying this is the peak of his career and he wants to go on forever, I'm sorry, Masters Division. You're stuck with him. <laughs> I did. He was like, I don't really have the energy for tournaments. It's like, uh, it's not what I remember like six months ago. But I do get what he's I, saying. He's like, between my MMA <laughs> fights coming up and my super fights, I don't do it as much. But it was just like, I don't know the energy hey, is the problem. Listen, <laughs> like there's, I, did, I was not about to correct him when he was I wasn't like, either. I was like, he just say goes, oh, hey, I just, what? Did I just sign up for Masters World? <laughs> get out. Accident. Yeah, that was why it was like, there's this good chance he appears at a tournament tomorrow, by the way. <laughs> Somebody needs to be on the lookout. 
Uh, it's 50 50. Just looks over and goes, Oh, finally, I've got a shot this year. Come on. Oh, ball, son of a bro. bitch. <laughs> what is going Jesus. on? Take a year off, dude. Didn't Get you just two. fight last night in a fellow? Am I high over here? You know, that's what his opponent's going to be. Uh, this is no, the fun part about the podcast. We said we were going to talk to uh, the legend, and we had a blast doing so. We, you know, we got through like four fifths of our list of 200 items yeah like, and you know we, we were very upfront with them we said hey if we ever say things about you these are things we would say to your face and you know what i just rolled with them so i'm just building for the next beating yeah i really think he, he seems to enjoy colorado we certainly have some restaurants i could try yeah. and persuade him to the next uh the next time he's through this direction but raf what a podcast Tons of fun this evening. That's all we're doing. We're just interviewing Professor Lovato, so it's uh, time for some shout-outs. I'll do some starting. Will had us doing some no-gi drilling today. Tons of fun again. Got to roll with Logan, um, who is another one of our, our bad A brown belts. Got to roll with Ryan today, too, who is interested in the WWE BJJ side saw that and that got his interest so it's always fun to catch that out though my i it's kind of a shout out badger did something to me tuesday that i think should be criminal um Mm -hmm. kind of baited the pass so he Mm -hmm. could work this really uh what i have now found is a common throw he uses to come into a dominant position and collar choke me from Mm. Um, super bummer to find that you to go from thinking you had passed someone on the side to realizing that you know about to be choked. That's that's a tough reality. So shout out to him for that. It was a great class Tuesday night from Professor Jabera. Fun week training out here, and I would also like to shout out Paul Moran for his book club idea. Raph, I think that's uh, genius. If I read, I'd be all over it, and that's going to do it for me. That's great stuff. Let's go ahead and start with the usuals. Let's start with Valley Martial Arts Center. I want to go ahead and shout them out because guess what, guys? Uh, This evening I get to go and instruct some very nice uh, passing uh, with the class. So I'll have a full report for you on that and how terrible I teach the children. Nice. Uh, I also am very excited to uh, tell you guys, if you're you're coming on here right now and you're looking for the thanks or the shout outs for the WWE BJJ week, it's not happening. <laughs> not this week. No. We'll do it next week. So if you, you come here and you're expecting it because Lovato's here, no. We're still next halfway week. rolling through this thing. We have no idea what the next few days. fucking videos as we're going. So I, I've got work to do, guys. Um, but if you have submitted videos please know we appreciate it we are laughing just as much if not more than you on a lot of these and we're gonna have lots to say when we break them all down i also want to give a big shout out to the la jiu-jitsu club guys you may see a certain podcast broadcaster that you know and love here on this show sporting a new la jiu-jitsu club t-shirt i'll give you a hint it's not kevin 
So when you see me wearing this shirt, you're going to say things like, Raph, where can I get that? I'm going to say, guess what? You come to the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. We are selling those T-shirts at site. And uh, in time, we will have information as to how you can get those. We also have a new batch of patches that have come in, which we will put that up on our website very soon. So uh, get excited, guys. There's a lot going on. I can't even begin to tell you all the things. But uh, those shout-outs go there. I want to shout-out. You know, everybody's been sending in really nice notes, Uh, whether you follow us, whether you don't, all the meme stuff. We've been having a fantastic week. WWE BJJ is a huge week for us. But know that next week when we do our WrestleMania recap, along with all the things that's fit to print in uh, all of MMA and Jiu-Jitsu, we will have a lot to say just in terms of the behind the scenes stuff of all of this. So if you're new, if you're old, whatever, we don't care. You are awesome, and we appreciate all of you guys helping to make this a very big week for us here at the show. So thank you. Yeah, I'll I, echo I think, that. I think we're we're good. I think I'm done. Well, it's the videos are really are fantastic, and that's going to do it for us here tonight at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. Oh.